Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Ephesians opens with some of the highest speaking in the entire Bible. Our selection, our predestination, and our redemption are all mentioned, but not as isolated items, rather as indispensable steps in the accomplishment of God's plan, which is the great mystery of the universe through the ages. So we have been chosen, predestinated, and redeemed for what? Verse 9 of chapter 1 says, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. What is God's will, his purpose, his plan? This is the book of Ephesians. Dick Taylor has joined us as we continue on in our life study of Ephesians. Dick, predestinated according to the good pleasure of his will which he purposed in himself. This is some kind of high speaking by Paul here, isn't it? It really is, and it shows predestination and choosing are not just an end in themselves, but there is a goal, and that goal is the mystery of his will. What a marvelous program to get into the mystery of God's will. This word mystery, Dick, appears uh, several times in the book of Ephesians. We just read it in chapter 1, verse 9. It's also in chapter 3, and it says that by revelation, the mystery was made known to me. The mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in spirit, and then, and to enlighten all that they may see what the economy of the mystery is, which throughout the ages has been hidden in God. Dick, it's called the mystery of the ages, and it's been hidden throughout generations. And it's the mystery of Christ, and it's altogether involving the church. This is the book of Ephesians in its highest aspect, isn't it? It surely is. And as we've seen earlier on other programs, Chris, the church is not a society, not an organization. And for sure, it's not just a physical building on the corner. But the church is really the goal of God's economy. And God's economy is his plan with his dispensing to work himself into us, to make us his increase, to be his testimony on this earth. So the mystery of God's will, the mystery of the ages, is really this matter of God in Christ working himself into us to make us the church. So what a mercy, what a privilege to be able to be those who see the revelation of the church as the issue of the dispensing of God in Christ into his people. To many believers, the matter of the church is not a very mysterious thing. It seems to be quite evident what the church is. But that's uh, only to see it through the human eyes. And what I think Ephesians does is we're seeing again and again, Ephesians really gives us, equips us with some X-ray vision to see as God sees, as he presents uh, these marvelous truths that are really at the center of his will and his plan and his purpose throughout the ages, the language here even, the mystery hidden throughout the ages, now revealed and made manifest, as we'll see even later in the program today, 
Uh, it's even unveiled, made known through the church. So we want to put on these uh, x-ray glasses as we prepare to join Witness Lee for our first portion today, and I think are in store for a treat as we begin to see this multifarious wisdom of God unfolded. Amen. Let's go to Witness Lee. The mystery of God's will. First of all, we have to know the whole universe is a mystery. Since the history of human race, the whole universe has been all the time through the ages a mystery. Why there was the heaven? And why there was the earth? No one can answer. It is a mystery. But this mystery was made known to the church through the apostles. And what is this mystery? Well, this mystery is just the will of God. The will of God is just God's intention. And God's intention is wrapped up with his heart desire. Now, we have to answer, what is this will of God and what is the heart desire of God? You may say, the church is God's will. The church is what God intends to have. The church is just God's heart desire. That's right. But we still have to ask, what is the church? Huh? Uh, how could we become the church? Listen to this. By God working himself in his son into our being. Many Christian teachers, they do not see this crucial and vital point that God works himself in his son into his chosen and redeemed ones. To redeem us is not the goal. Neither to choose us is the goal. No, to choose, to redeem, all kinds of procedures. The goal is to work the triune God into our being. Dick, I was thinking as he was speaking there, throughout the ages, throughout time, man has always pondered, uh, I think, the mystery of the universe. Why am I here? What is the reason for all of this? Mm. And yet it's answered in these few chapters in the book of Ephesians, isn't it? It really is. The mystery of the universe is really the mystery of God's will and God's heart's desire. What is God's will and God's heart's desire as we see in Ephesians? As our brother just mentioned, Chris, God's will and God's heart's desire is to work himself in Christ as the Spirit into his people to make us his testimony. I appreciate so much that we are chosen and we've been redeemed, but being chosen and being redeemed are not the goal. We're chosen and redeemed so that we could be filled with God, so that we could be filled and saturated with Jesus Christ to become his enlargement. 
I appreciate so much, Chris, don't you, in John chapter 3, that's the chapter about being born again. Mm -hmm. It's also in that chapter where John the Baptist said that the Lord Jesus must Must increase. increase. So the church is the increase of Christ, the mystery of God's will, his heart's desire, his pleasure. His purpose is to dispense himself into us to make us his increase. So I appreciate so much also, Chris, the view in Ephesians chapter 1. I know in these programs recently we've been talking about the blessings that are in verses 3 through 14. But actually, if you see these blessings, they're just the blessings of the Father, the blessings of the Son, and the blessings of of the the Spirit. Spirit. What does this issue in? This issues in the church because by the time you come to the end of chapter 1, you have the church which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all in all. So during this broadcast, during our daily life, we want to be those who just say, Oh, Lord, work yourself more into me. You know, Dick, it's one thing to to acknowledge that uh, there is a mystery, a mysterious element uh, associated with the universe and that this mystery is really God's will being worked out. And now we've seen or can say to one another, and this just means God working himself into us. Uh, I remember the first time I heard this and maybe many people listening, hearing this for the first time are saying, I don't know, this still sounds pretty mysterious to me still. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the mystery has been solved yet uh, for all of our (laughs) listeners. And we do have to hear this and speak this even a lot, one to another. And now as we begin to read the Bible in this light, the mystery becomes more and more clear. One of the things that helps this mystery come into view and to be not so mysterious are many of the pictures that the Bible gives us. In this coming portion, we're going to see, uh, I think, one of the most helpful pictures uh, referred to. And that's in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, the chapter on the vine. And verse 5 says simply, I am the vine, you are the branches, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the vine and the branches uh, is another picture that I think will help to unveil this mystery to many of our listeners. You know, Chris, before we get to that, I just wonder if I could also mention, I was thinking of chapter 3 of Ephesians also as a big help. Yeah. Because there, Paul prayed, O Father, strengthen us into the inner man. And what's the purpose of being strengthened into the inner man is that Christ would make his home in your hearts through faith. That's Christ being worked into us. So both uh, John 15 with the vine and the branches, also this prayer in Ephesians 3 makes it very clear God's desire is to work himself in Christ into us. And it's in Ephesians 3 where Paul said to enlighten all that they may see what the economy of the mystery is in order that now to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenlies, the multifarious wisdom of God might be made known through the church. Amen. Once again, you cannot separate the church from God's will, God's purpose, and the mystery of the ages. Amen. Here's Witness Lee. What is the mystery of the whole universe? The mystery is that God is working himself into his chosen ones. In the New Testament, we are told that God the Father is in us. And God the Son is in us. And God the Spirit is also in us. And now we are in God. And God is also in us. And this is fully revealed in 1 John. 
Not only so, we are now abiding in him. And he is abiding in us. Eventually, to me, to live is Christ. What is this? It's no longer I, but Christ lives in me. Even in chapter 15 of John, I am the vine and you all are the branches. Listen to this. Don't you believe that the vine is all together in the branches? Sure it is. Whatever the vine is, is in the branches. And today, we are the branches. We are the members of the body of Christ. Whatever Christ is, is in us. This is why Paul says, to me, to live is Christ. Why? Because I'm just a part of Christ. Do you dare to say that you are a part of Christ? Learn to be bold. What is the mystery of the universe? The mystery of the universe is just the church. And what is the church? The church is a group of people into whom God is working himself. The church is just such a people. If you would see this, my, what a rescue. What a deliverance. The wonderful church life, the glorious church life today is the cooking church life. Don't be disappointed. We are just here under God's working. God's working. Working what? Working himself into our being. Well, Dick, there were a lot of pictures here to help, uh, I think, illustrate this aspect of uh, God's purpose and God's desire to work himself into his chosen ones. If we come back to the picture of the vine and the branches, in that context, he said, today, we are the branches. We are the members of the body of Christ. We could be a member of uh, the local Elks Club, or we could be the member of the YMCA. If that's our level of our understanding, that we are members of the body, we have really missed this organic, uh, intrinsic aspect, haven't we? We surely have. To be members of Christ means that Christ himself has wrought himself into us to make us the same as he is. Like Paul said, for to me to live is Christ. Christ was his living because Christ had been wrought into him. And uh, just as the branches are abiding in the vine, so like our brother mentioned, whatever the vine is, is in the branches. So to be a genuine organic member is to be somebody who is saturated, permeated, and soaked with Christ. That makes you a genuine member. Not just an objective member, but a member who is filled with Christ himself. And I appreciate so much, Chris, as our brother mentioned, we are now part of Christ. And we should be so bold to say, I am a part of Christ. That's right. Why? Because Christ has been working himself into me. Every day we want Christ worked into us more to the point where we are permeated, saturated, even to the point where our body would be transfigured. But we are a part of Christ. This is a spiritual and divine fact, at least in our spirit. And now the Lord's transforming us. We're in a kind of a a messy situation, like he mentions, a kind of a church life where we're 
going through difficult things and in our daily life, but the Lord's doing something. Through all our complications in our daily life, he is working himself into us. And what happens? We become a part of him. We become a member of him. Even we just become him in his life and in his nature for his testimony and his expression. Yes, if the branch could talk, Dick, it would not be too much for it to say, I am a part of the vine, would it? We would just accept that. Well, that's logical, of course. That's right. (laughs) So he would have such boldness to say, I am a part of the vine. We need to say, I am a part of Christ. Amen. As one of his living, vital members, what he is, is now in me. How about we say it together? I am a part of Christ. Okay. I I am am a part part of Christ. Christ. Dick, in the same context in chapter 1, there's another aspect of the mystery that is brought up. It's in verse 10. It says, unto the economy of the fullness of the times, to head up all things in Christ, the things in the heavens and the things on the earth in him. This expression or this phrase, to head up all things in Christ, is a very literal translation that we find in the recovery version. Witness Lee is going to talk about it in this coming segment, and that's really going to be one of the things we focus on in our final few minutes together. Amen. Let's go back to Witness Lee again. God's good pleasure has been purposed by God. The existence of this universe is according to God's purpose. The heaven was made, the earth was made, and we, the human race, were made all according to his purposed desire. Even today, all the pitiful worldly situation. Don't be bothered by that. This will be just a short time. Eventually, all the things will issue in one thing, in God's desire. Regardless of what is going on on this earth, it is altogether under this purpose. God himself was the initiation and the sphere of this eternal purpose. For what? For an administration. Have you ever thought that today's world situation is just according to the Bible? What is the center of today's world situation? Mid-East. I never thought that uh, Mid-East, Israel, and the Arabs could become the focus of the world situation. But since 1948, the reformation of the nation of Israel, especially since 1967, the return of Jerusalem to Israel, the Middle East became the very center of today's world situation. You have to believe this is a sign that the whole universe is going toward God's administration, which God planned which God purposed according to his desire. The whole universe, the angelic kingdom, the demonic kingdom, human kingdom, the animal kingdom, vegetable kingdom, all the kingdoms are going into this one administration. This one administration is to hide up all things in Christ. Would you please tell me, does the body 
support the head, or the head hands up the body. The whole body is headed up under one head. On the whole earth, nowhere you have the heading up. Everywhere is a collapse. But in the proper church life, there is the hiding up. This hiding up in the church life is just a beginning. God is going to hide up all the things under Christ through the church. The mystery of God's will in the whole universe is eventually to hide up all things in Christ. Uh, Dick, uh, it's really something. When you consider he was speaking this in 1978, which is uh, 22 or 23 years ago now. Right. And those of us sitting here today in the year 2001 with all of the current events have to realize that the focus, the center, even at least on the uh, earthly scale, is still in the Middle East, which is a striking and very present example of God's heading up all things in the universe, isn't it? Yeah, it surely is, Chris. And I appreciate the fact that... uh, God's administration, God's economy, is to head up all things in his Son. And the thing that I appreciate the most, Chris, is that we who are the believers in Christ, we take the lead. The Lord will head up everything in the Middle East, everything on this earth, and like Brother Lee said, every kind of kingdom, every kind of life will be headed up in Christ. And the most precious point is that we believers— have the privilege of taking the lead to be headed up first. Yes. How? That is by opening ourselves daily, moment by moment, constantly to the Lord to allow him to saturate and permeate and to work himself into our being. The heading up of all things in Christ begins with the believers. Everything will be put in order when the believers, first of all, take the lead to get headed up. Uh, Romans 8 says the whole universe is groaning. And like he said, everything's flat. Brother Lee mentioned everything's flat. Everything's in a heap of collapse. And many people are fighting to be on the top. But what are they the top of? They're the top of the heap. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I tell you, everything will be and is being headed up in Christ. And we believers have the privilege of playing a prominent role in this by opening our being to Christ to let him dispense himself into us as life and everything and to work himself into our being. Like our brother mentioned, is it the body propping up the head or is it the head holding up the body? Actually, it's the head Head holding up the body. body. So in verse 19 of chapter 1 of Ephesians, it says, all this great power, which is Christ, the resurrected one, is toward us who believe. And in chapter 1, verse 22, it says, He is the head over all things to the church. This preposition to in 22 and toward in 19 both indicate that Christ, as the wonderful life-giving Spirit, is dispensing himself into us. And he just needs us to be the open vessels that would moment by moment, day by day, just say, Oh, Lord, fill me. Lord, I love you. As we do, he will work himself into us as life and everything to allow us to be the body of Christ and to take the lead in this universe with him as the exalted head to head up everything. 
So what should we say at the end of this broadcast? Maybe we should say, Lord, thy kingdom come. Boy, Dick, I appreciate very much the priority that you gave in your response here. Uh, On the one hand, it's very intriguing to study current events and to see how God is heading up the current events. But the main thing that needs to be headed up, even more than the politics and the world events, is us, the believers. That's right. Because the Lord cannot and will not come until he has the church prepared as the bride, as the body, as the new man, as the kingdom, as the dwelling place, as the household, and finally as the warrior, all these items we touched at the beginning of... uh, Ephesians. And that's all the result, the issue of our being headed up. So we can study all of the events and see how God is heading up current events and not be headed up ourselves at all. That's right. So let's give him our full cooperation. Amen, Brother Dick. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Amen. I would echo your prayer today. Thanks again for your fellowship. It's always a pleasure to have you. You're welcome, brother. Well, we are out of time. In fact, we're over time so quickly. Let me give you the toll-free number and invite you to contact us. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. 888 888- For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening, and please join us again tomorrow. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.